This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. What if right now I pulled my fucking dick out? <laughs> I don't want to do that. So, so, Why would so, I ever even think so of doing that? Panic oh, disorders can man. be flipped into OCD. Oh, man. So I have some of this too, right? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Did he sell the QP? No, we just smoked it over a oh, few months. Sauce. The amount of... <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you all being here. 818-253-1693 for the voice messages and the emails. Got a whole stack of them at drafterdark at gmail.com. We'll try to get to those. And uh, as I've been telling you lately, we have been taking live calls as well. So keep an eye out for the social media posts. We can tell you when you can call in and talk directly to us. Today is 2019 album Scuttlebutt on Heathen Records, Sean Patton. You can also see number one, uh, currently streaming on Peacock. And you're about to go out on the tour with uh, David Cross. Welcome. I am. Thank you for having me. Is that a, is a national tour or is it going to go, go everywhere like Segura does? It's pre- I mean, uh, I, it, right now, just this continent. This continent so, for right now. For now. Dipping into Canada every now and again, jumping around. But uh, it's kind of interesting because I grew up, you know, that guy was, you know, I grew up sort of idolizing. That was like the show, Mr. Show on HBO. People forget about Mr. Show. Mr. It was a great show. And it's funny when now, yeah. when you watch clips of it on YouTube and people are like, so the guy from Arrested Development and Better Call Saul yes. did a show together. Yes. And you're like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bob but Odenkirk was Bob David Cross' <laughs> partner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. Sort of how I got to I know mean, him. But that show yeah. was like my biggest comedic influence. Yeah. I saw that as a teenager in real time. So I still occasionally, when I'm around David, have to like, Keep it together. Yeah, yeah. Do, like, can you still see Mr. Show on YouTube? Can you people find it? I mean, you can. You can also watch it on HBO Max. Okay, HBO but, Max. But, but it's just, I like to, when you, I, I am I, I am a masochist. I like reading comments on my own YouTube clips. Oh, boy. Because, you know, you just, every now and again, you scratch like, that itch. Oh, there it is. That hurts. <laughs> oh, that, there it is. Ah, God, that's pretty good. I'm trying to see if they get close to even what I think about myself, though. Uh, I'm like, ah, almost. <laughs> But uh, so you're harder on yourself than the YouTube commentators. Oh, every every performer mm-hmm. is, you yeah. know. But but you still want to see, you still want to see what's out there. So before the mics heated up, you were complaining about uh, people going to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and I yeah. thought I'll wait till the mics are on to tell them I'm going there tomorrow for Mardi Gras. I'm going tomorrow to New Orleans. But is it your first time? It is not my first. There time. There you go. That's but, a, yeah. but yeah. my wife fucking loves Mardi Gras, yes. and I I am with you. I I don't yeah. I am I. It's just too gross. Uh, it's a but lot. She, she goes. It's people living. They're expressing themselves. Look at these great costumes. I'm like, <gasps> I just see a bunch of fucking alcoholic drunk people you, shitting on themselves, dude. It's 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 that, and then families. Yeah, yeah. There's no in between. Right. No so Canal like, Street's got all their families, and Bur- Bourbon has right. got a bunch of maniacs. You've got yeah, St. Charles. Yeah. You got families, 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 and you know people are drinking. It's the first time I ever had a beer. I was 11, Coors Light. Mardi Gras. You know, easy, just grab one from your uncle's ice chest. Yep. He doesn't notice at a certain point. But it's that right to, you know, tits, ass, people on bourbon, pissing in the street, puking. There's no just in between where you can just like, can I just hang out? And, and I smoke don't, the, a dude? the um, flashing stuff doesn't seem to happen so much anymore. They sort of discourage that now. Is that right? See, I haven't. I missed that phase. I, f- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't fully discourage it because, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's inevitable. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> Well, let's put yeah. it this way. Maybe yeah. they overdid it with the beads. Where you, it's, all you got to do is do, wave your hand or you get a bead. Nowadays, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, and now you can't be, you know, someone, if they want to flash you, just if you're a man and you flash people, <laughs> and they're like, wait, come on, where's my beads? Oh, right. Equality, you know, right. and then they throw beads at you, and you're like, yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's beads. They're plastic beads. They're plastic yeah, beads. Yeah, they're plastic yeah. beads, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and they hurt when they hit you in the head. And they hurt, yeah. and you're launching them at, you know, young women. I also thought it was funny growing up when you'd see just like legions of dudes like chanting and you want to be like, you guys know that the internet exists, right? <laughs> you can see tits whenever you want. You don't need beads. You don't need to be in public. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess, I guess there's the something about you the live. Yeah. You know, man. That we do. Pushing their will on women. They I, do, do, I do think when you, if you go to New Orleans for like your fifth or sixth time, Mardi Gras, yeah, definitely on the table. But your very first time, you're going to be like, man, that city's crazy. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. In and, a bad and, way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of get away from it a little bit if you kind of, again, sort of get down towards the water and stuff, but but that's about yeah. it. Go, get, so, go uptown. Go, uh, yeah, yeah, leave leave the city. And most New Orleanians leave. I bet. You know, go like, go to Colorado and just get drunk. On and it goes on forever. And there's, there's like four parades a day. People don't understand. It just goes and goes it and goes. goes. And by the way, there's one parade that is so fucking racist. I couldn't believe it. What, Zula? Yes. <laughs> that was shocking to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and a friend of mine who's from Louisiana, he just goes, he goes, you're racist. We just, we're having fun with it. You lean into it. And I go, okay, whatever. Yeah, I haven't, I, it's, like I said, I haven't done, I haven't done Mardi Gras in 16 years now, which is a long time. But like. I've, from what I heard last time, it was like, no, they're only allowing black people in Zulu now. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, okay, that's better. But yeah, yeah before, there was a time yeah. where there was blackface on, on, and you're like, ah, yeah, interesting. They're, they're going to show you the Zulu parade now. Look, look this up. Do you guys familiar with this in the booth? Do you know what this thing nope. is? Oh, no. you're going you're gonna to go, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a... Uh, oh, my God. Look at the guy in the lower, lower left-hand corner. That's, that's an absolute character. Everybody's dressed like that. Everybody. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It, it's fun. See, you know, but I think there are white people in there down the DL. I, I don't think it's all. I, I you see, I'm not. I'm, all I know is they throw. They have the Zulu coconuts. Yep, which are like basically almost gold. Like you <laughs> right. know, in, in, like basically people fight for them. Yeah, people trade them for money. For money, it's a coconut. Is it, does it go all year long? The trading, or is it just the day of Zulu I, trade? I, no, no. I think like if you showed up in like on Thanksgiving Day in New Orleans and was like, "I got a Zulu <laughs> coconut," there'd be people like, "Oh, I got <laughs> how much? What do you want for it?" It's such, and it's you know people collect them. Wow. But I mean, it is like you know, it's it's. I feel like there's a. If there's a way to be like, this is as non-racist as you could possibly be doing something racist, that's what that parade was trying to Yeah, to yeah, I get it. That's, what, that's what my time, friends have taught me. It was still like, ah. Well, when yeah. you see it, you're like, yeah. this is okay? It's yeah. like, why is this okay? At the same so. time, you're like, fuck, I don't know about <laughs> I, I, I mean, oh, man. You want to just kind of look the other way and be like, that's my home, but also, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So how'd you get into comedy? I just kind of started and never looked back. I was... I was a I was a total fuck up. I, I always say like nineteen to twenty one were just the worst years mm. of my life. Which you know you don't you don't want those to be the worst years. Those are good young person years. But I, you know what I I, know? I I I get what you're saying, but yeah. I I think the lore around you know collegiate years and stuff is far greater than the reality. Absolutely, most people are drifting, trying to figure a shit out. Absolutely. Eighteen to twenty two. Well, you. Especially now. I mean, I, I feel like college Especially kids now, now have so many expectations about what it's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, and, not only that, they, they're they're lost in their relationships and stuff. And they yeah. they're fearful of dating because it might be seen as predatorial. And so um, there's a lot of real yeah. real weird stuff going on. Now. I mean, I, I I grew up in the late '90s when like MTV Spring Break. Remember mm-hmm. those years? Oh yes. Those just I we mean, did. You, you we, probably did a couple. Yeah, we yeah. did Love Line from down there. Wait, and from Panama City? Panama City. From yep. Spinnaker? No, from at that La point, Vila? At that point, they had us set up on a stage on the beach. Wow. And, and, and there was a huge audience on the stage with us. Can you find Loveline 1997? Like oh, Panama, yeah. Panama Beach would be really interesting. And the guest, and put Mike Myers. The guest was Mike Myers. Um, oh man! Yeah, back in the back, like right at right at the height of Austin Powers. Fame. No, it was oh. before Austin oh, Powers. Before, okay. And he was there to promote Austin Powers, and he lit. That's twenty two. Give me, give me like Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah. There wow. you go. Let's see if it comes up. Uh, well, let me just tell you, he came in there. Yeah, he came in. He's like. You know, I'm doing this new film, and it's this. He's an international man of mystery. He yeah. drives a car with the British flag, and yeah. we're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Why is that funny?" He goes, "Well, it's funny. He's sort of a he's sort yeah. of a 007 character. Yeah, yeah. Where's the funny? We yeah. we could not figure out what he was talking about. And, then, and he said, "No, I think it's gonna be funny." He, he was not confident though, uh, which was interesting. I, I'm pretty. I'm sure this will be. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the Canadian in him. Yeah, Canadian confidence just seems like unsure. Yeah, always it's like, like uh, <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't really deserve this. Come at me, Canada. No, no, no. But the um. <laughs> so here we are, eighteen twenty-two, drifting around. No, but I'm saying like that's those years. You know, you were just yeah. I, I was doing nothing with life. I I was a, I was just a working sixty hours a week at a restaurant in New Orleans, uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh boy, because I, I did the thing which I do not recommend anyone do is I followed my friends to live in a college city, but I myself was not in college. Oof. So I lived with college kids. I hung out at college bars, but I they'd go be in college and learning and hanging out at the quad and 
going to study together and I'd just be working at a restaurant. Uh, so it was miserable. It's uh, like going to watch your friend have sex ooh. and you're like, I'm just here too. Oh, oh, oh. I, guess, I guess I'm having the time of my life too. Oh, you know? It's brutal. brutal. But like, but during those years, I always knew when I was growing up I wanted to do something, but I always thought my sense of humor was just too fucking weird. Yeah. And then, you know, seeing Mr. Show and then being just deciding one day i went to an, i moved back to new orleans went to an open mic walked like scoped it out it was like all right i think i can do this and then went the next week and just did it and the only thing i remember about it was being obsessed with my voice hearing my voice amplified for the first time mm, that's you know? got to be weird just a moment of like wow this is really happening yeah and i just kind of it just felt like the thing, it's the thing you were like, you, when you're searching for something, you're like, oh, there it is. This is it. Yeah. I just never had it. That's the problem with growing up in a lot of smaller Southern cities, though. You're never encouraged to do much. I, I also feel you know bad. I mean? Yes. And I also yeah. feel bad for people that don't get that moment of, oh, okay, this one, this oh, is it. Sure. Here it is. Cause sure. it's, it's like a moment of clarity. It's like when somebody decides to get sober, it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got oh, to yeah. stop. I got to change mean, direction. Look, where, where did you grow up? In Southern California. So Southern California, New York. I'm, you meet a lot of people out there where the you know the world's kind of your oyster in that mm. regard. Like there's just like, oh, do you want to get into entertainment? Do you want to be a doctor who gives advice about you know uh, sex on TV? All of these things, these can happen. There are paths when you're growing up in like a New Orleans, and I imagine the same thing for like a Birmingham, Alabama, or even here in Austin before it was cool. You know, like when you're like, I want to do something different. It was like, nope. You're going to go to college, big state school, obviously. That's your only option. You're going to get a job, which is going to be boring, or you're going to open a restaurant, or you're going to be a rock star. Yeah, yeah. Those are your three options. I feel like, the, I think, I feel like comedy has sort of replaced the rock star option. These days, kind of way, yeah. yeah. These days, yeah. It's kind yeah. of crazy. And in, in a way, I... I don't mean to disparage musicians, but I, I prefer it because you become sort of p poet philosopher types sure, that can sure. change things. While I feel like it, it, for the most part, if you really look at the history of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah. just some 14 year old little playing the guitar that was antisocial. Yeah. And, you know, just wanted to find, figure out a way to meet chicks. And that was it. <laughs> and it's really all they were doing. And they became more antisocial, the more right. successful they well, got. Well, I mean, I think that's you're starting to see that now in stand up. Like, I think what's going on in comedy now is what happened to, uh, and music historians are going to disagree with me on this probably, but what happened to bands in the 90s? When, like, it seems like pre-90s, the idea of, like, indie bands and things of that nature were not huge. Mm -hmm. You got signed to a major label or you didn't, you know? And, like, but then in the 90s, it seemed like all these, like, underground sort of you know, cool kid at first, but like indie labels started popping up. And then yes. there's bands that like, you know, like a guided by voices, you know, they've been around since the early nineties and they're still around or bands like clutch, same thing, you know, like, but they never hit this like mainstream uh, success, but they always had this cult success. And I think you're starting to see that with stand up now where you got people like Kyle Kinane or like a, a Chad Daniels or, you know, even like a Maria Bamford, even though I know who she is and I think she's brilliant. There's still a lot of people who don't, and they, but they kind of exist in this like cult following existence, which I think is beautiful. Well, there's you know? room for it, which is nice, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and before, I'm not sure those people could have kept doing it because there was no, no. way to make a living. No, <laughs> you had like, to fight for the same eight TV yeah, spots. Yeah. But now you're starting to see there are also those comedians who just got into it to meet girls. Oh, uh, sure. Who are, who are just now getting into it to like be hot shit on Instagram and who are just now, who you could tell are just getting on stage because they're like, this is going to make me popular and successful. I, I don't expect that to last. No, but it's, yeah. it's cyclical. It, I think like every business or every art form has that. Well, I've goes, been saying lately, though, that yeah. I, I really feel like uh, comedians have to save us. <laughs> no, we're trying. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think uh, we owe a debt of gratitude to Chappelle, who sort of opened the door, kicked open the door a little bit. I mean, he went, he went, he, he, he I, so I got to go to his house in 2020. In the Ohio? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. to, uh, in uh, the uh, Yellow Springs, which is very interesting, because I was in uh, Cleveland, or I'm sorry, Cincinnati, with uh, two other comedians, one by the name of Cypher Sounds, former hip-hop DJ turned comedian, very funny, mm. um, and another guy named Will Sylvince. Both of them opened for Dave regularly. Mm. And we were in Cincinnati, and we're like, hey, let's just go to Dave's. And I was like, yeah, let's, sure. 
Yeah, let's just go to Dave Chappelle's did, did, house. Did they know Dave? They knew him. Okay, okay. But I was like, yeah, that's easy. Let's just <laughs> like, go. Like everyone does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, let's go to Dave's place. Um, so you're driving through Ohio, back then especially. I, you, like, I saw more Confederate flags in oh, Ohio yeah. Yeah. than I ever saw growing up in Louisiana. Yeah. Which makes you almost want to be like, hey, Ohio, if the South ever did rise again, I don't think you're included. <laughs> Just from like a geographical standpoint, just, they just weren't thinking about you. Yeah. No, they're not. They're yeah. not considering you. You part guys of the are game. closer to Canada than you are yeah. the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Like you got way duties. closer. But you saw like we saw. I saw like Trump murals on barns and shit. Mm. And then you're like, man, this is bleak. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Yellow Springs. This just liberal mecca. Oh, the, no kidding. It's you different. just roll in, and there's rainbow flags everywhere, and Black Lives Matter well, flags. The, by everywhere. the way, that's yeah. the thing about Ohio. It's 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 yeah. it is a mix, man. It's oh, every, it's yeah. uh, and it changes from one minute to the next. Oh yeah. So like, so good. So Dave's in a clement place. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right. and Yellow Springs is like a, a beautiful. It's like it remind, it reminded me a lot of Marfa. You ever been to Marfa? No. Is that he out here? It's it's like a very, just a little artistic Texas. community out. Like I think it's maybe two hours from here, yeah. an hour from here. But he's, it, he's it's just it this, it's this little like yeah, there it is. It's Ooh, this, very I mean, little. Yeah, I mean maybe it's a little bigger. It's probably bigger than Marfa, but it's a small little town, just a little community. They oh, all cool. they all know Dave. Huh. They all they all treat him like like you know he's a public figure, but they don't rush him like he's a celebrity. But he like took care of that town during yeah. the pandemic. He, yeah. There was three B and Bs. He just rented them out for the year. Oh my gosh! So whenever friends were in town, he just put them in. Just go go to this place. Go to that place. Hanging out, talking to him. Very personal. Dave is a fucking saint. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's an he's an interesting guy because at the same time though, you know, he's surrounded constantly. You get to that level of success, you are surrounded by an army of people, and you, you, you know, it almost feels like at a you know at a certain point is are you even is the everything gets filtered through these people, mm. and you're kind of like dealing. Your reality is almost affected by them. You mean like manager types or managers, publicists, tour managers, huh. openers, you know, and, and and like, you know what I mean? You get to a certain level, there's everyone's going to jump on board and be like, here's how you make money. Hey, by the way, last yeah. time I saw him was in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center, which at sounds, Smoothie King sounds like Center. a joke. There's a there's a there's a stadium there Dude, called the Smoothie King Center. I just I just opened for Bill Burr there. Oh yeah, in uh in December, thirteen thousand people. I was going to say yeah. that's a great room. That's a Good big for you, man. ass room. <laughs> thirteen thousand people. That must like, have been fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It was actually you hear weird things about doing stadiums, but it was a bunch of Burr fans, so they're just there for it. Yeah, what, is it awesome. is it a hockey rink normally or a, no, basketball. basketball? Basketball for the Pelicans. Oh my gosh, I forget that you guys have basketball. Oh yeah, so do a lot of people <laughs> in New Orleans from time to time. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. But yeah, yeah, it's a great comedy venue. And I, I in fact, I was when I went there it was right towards the sort of the cool down phase of the pandemic, and sure. just to see twenty thousand people standing up shoulder to shoulder was such. It's a great thing. Oh, I, was so, like, I was so grateful for that. Did you? So you went for when it was Tom. Tom was on the yes, show. Yes, Tom and, and Joe yeah. and, and Chappelle and everybody. My dad, my dad and my my brother went to that show. Mm. And my dad uh, had never heard of anyone else but Chappelle, obviously. And the next time I saw him, he was just he just quizzed me about every single one. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I know a couple of the guys. I don't really know Joe, but I know Tom. And I'm, it was just a fun conversation to have with your seventy year old dad. How did he yeah. understand you getting into comedy? Was that a mystery to him? It was. It did was he grow up in Louisiana? Is he, he from? Did, oh yeah, yeah, my dad's. My my parents are both like born and bred lower oh, so this lower must, ninth ward. Uh, like, this must have been very mysterious to them. Well, I mean, it was, it's interesting because neither one of them seemed super shocked when I told them I was going to do it. Did, um, were you the funny kid all the time? I, uh, it's funny because uh, I was the you know you hear about class clown. I would yeah. never call myself the class clown. I was very introverted, but I was the skipping class to smoke weed in the woods with five of my friends clown and you and you'd keep yeah. those guys laughing yeah, yeah yeah and i was and i would whenever i'd get in trouble which was i was a dog shit kid i was a bad <laughs> teenager it was just i did awful shit i stole stole my parents van you know somebody had, look my friend had to sell a qp of weed i had to drive him to the city no one else would right uh did he sell the qp no we just smoked it over a oh. few months but um you know like uh, Sauce. The amount of, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> the amount of, uh, I mean, dude, the, the lie. I forged, 
I failed an entire semester of classes in high school, just straight F's. But I forged that report card to make it look like I got C's and D's. So uh, I didn't overshoot it. Yeah, I didn't give myself right. straight A's. I went C's and D's past everything. So I still got I still got grounded. Oh, uh, sure. Right? Yeah. But a very light grounding. Like I think it was like one weekend. So I got away with it technically and then got busted, obviously. Mm. And I remember my dad and mom being simultaneously livid that I would do that but somewhat impressed at the work that you pulled it off and that I didn't overshoot uh, and give myself, you know, honor roll grades instead was like, you still, it was believable. Well, shit. It's, it's almost like yeah. they, you were, had them laughing while they were punishing oh, yeah. you. They were like, they were like, that's pretty smart to not, but like, yeah, when I started, I mean, I didn't but let don't them. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever <laughs> do that shit again, unless it's in a movie or on stage. But do you have siblings? That. I got three younger siblings. Yeah. Mm. And they're all, very well-adjusted, awesome human beings. Uh, so, we didn't get along until I was in my mid-20s, and, and so what was making you, obviously, what was making you a bad kid, do you think? Uh, I, think I, I think I didn't have an outlet. I think I had a lot going on in my head, and I had no outlet. And I also, you know, have pretty, you know, severe, it, I think it's severe across the board, but obsessive-compulsive disorder. Mm. Now, over the years, you know, with therapy, it's better now. But as a kid, you know, I was struggling with that mightily. I mean, going through just like the... The, the 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 rituals and the and the compulsions and like a lot of people you know think it's all about I talk about this in my special but like a lot of people think it's all about you know cleanliness and fear of germs I'm oh, like no it could be no, a lot of different things no, no, no. no and for me it was about control it was about preventing people from being murdered by by you know completely made up uh, culprits and right. preventing the apocalypse so, and, so let me explain you know, so what please. what your the young brain would do particularly yeah. would go if I don't you skip three times over these squares and then button the and unbutton my buttons twelve times. My family will be murdered by some guy who's out in the woods right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my big thing. I, I do talk about about special too. Is every single night at midnight mm-hmm. on the dot, I had to microwave nothing. Just but turn I, the microwave. Turn on. the microwave on for exactly thirty three seconds. And, and, and anybody so, that doesn't have this, they, yeah. they're like, "Well, just fucking stop it." It's Dude. like you, you, you have. They would give anything to just fucking stop Dude, it. You understand? Exactly. This is your brain doing it to you. You have no control over yeah. it. And I and I had to do that because that specifically prevented the apocalypse and, and the nuclear apocalypse. And as you as you yeah. move along, you know full well it's full bull, well. bullshit. Full well. There's nothing real about it. Fully. And yet you still do it five times. And the fear is, but what if I don't do it tonight? night yeah. and a nuclear war happens what if well, what it, if it's, it's what it, if thinking it, but but you may have concluded that that's a zero probability yeah but it doesn't feel like it you no. can't you, you can't you can't be reassured even though you know intellectually it's not yeah. so and it, it's very uncomfortable oh, and yeah. um and in i don't know what kind of therapy you had but in recent by the way that i bring this up, i brought Please. this up a number of times there's a great website dedicated to this condition for patients. It's, okay. It's called the International Obsessive Compulsive, Compulsive Disorder Federation, the IOCDF.org. IOCDF.org. Throw it up there just so you can see God, it. I wish that existed yeah. Oh, my God. It's ago. so good or, with so much yeah. resources. And it is, you know, it goes through phobias and research. Oh, this and, is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just, and you can get involved and you can find help. It's just tr- tremendous stuff you can do. And but it, it's the full you know OCD has a lot of stuff under that umbrella. It's tr- hair pulling, skin picking, oh, phobias. God, yeah. You know, a certain sometimes panic and panic and anxiety and panic oh, disorders can man. be flipped into OCD. Oh man! So I have some of this too, right? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it is fantastic. Fantastic. And, <laughs> well, I mean, it is also like it seems like it is something that is oftentimes uh, a, a negative side effect of like a creative or a highly intelligent mind. That's, uh, you know, being a little, you know, but, but it does <laughs> yeah, seem that's like. That's what I say. I say <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what that yeah. is. But it does seem like that. It seems well, like, you it, know. Uh, what I say you know. is that there's nothing that humans develop that doesn't have asset as well as liability. And so ah. from the from the asset standpoint, I was able to put it to great use as a sure. physician because I double check and triple check and obsess and think about it. And you know, I still do it to this day. I, I can I can be I'll wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about patients I saw two weeks ago. Yeah. And it just comes back, comes back, comes back, and then I'll go back and double check because I can't trust myself to even though I know I checked, I, I'm not sure I checked. And, right. And so so that becomes great. It'd be very, very useful and you can channel it. But if it if you have to spend three hours doing rituals in the morning, I never would never get to my rounds, and so that's Good not a, that's when it's a liability. Yeah, and you know the big advancement in OCD world is exposure therapy. So I wonder if you had some of that exposure. Therapy now what it, because where they kind of guide you through exposure to 
let's say not microwaving tonight okay. we're going to microwave twice instead of three times then you're going to call me or you're going to be okay you know this kind of oh. process through it now for me it was more just talking about the root of it all every therapist i saw a couple but you know it was a lot of that and a lot of self-talk and a lot of like understanding the what if thinking yeah like, well so you sort of cognitive so, yeah. behavioral therapy with yes. that yeah and cbt yeah. does work for it and also this core therapy too so i did i my main symptoms was anxiety and panic Same like, here. yeah even though i had yeah. ocd the anxiety and panic was the problematic part and I did a lot of emotionally focused therapy for a long time. It took forever. And um, it was great. It was wonderful. I, I don't really have that anymore. I, I mean, that's but, awesome. But, yeah. but you still have the same brain, right? Right. And so I still have obsessive compulsive kinds of things going on all the time. It's, it's possible. Just, and it's also like, yeah, because every now and again, I think I have very mild agoraphobia. Mm, I had that bad for a while. Yeah. yeah? Mm. So every now and again, it flares up. Yeah. Every now and you just just understand that was what was so helpful for me was just understanding like this is okay. It's okay to be a little freaked out. You're on the 31st floor and that's a big skyline. Well, but that's exposure. Okay. That's what exposure therapy okay, does. Well, yeah. In other words, you end up saying to yourself, "Oh, I can be on that 31st floor and not have anxiety. It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's also possible. possible. Yeah. Now, it might come back, but it's right. like right now I can do this and without anxiety, you sort of learn yeah. that you don't have to have all these sort of symptoms. And um, what was I going to say about the anxiety itself? Well, also really funny. quickly, also just saying stuff like that out loud, I will forever have the, oh, you just said it out loud. Now it's going to happen again. Well, what I was going to say, you know? this, this, is, this is our fucked up brains. So what, <laughs> what I do is I, I have blocking, I block. And so I'll, I'll be, uh, the anxiety, okay. I'll, I'll be having a thought and all of a sudden I'll block and then I'll panic about not being able to retrieve it. Mm. And that makes it block completely. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's what just happened to me just now. And as I've gotten older, when your working memory and stuff isn't as acute as it used to be, sure. it's like, fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> it gets in there. I mean, cause you said it, you said it the best too. Like, I feel like I have more attention to detail when I write. Yeah. It's a good and thing. Because, but, and, and more attention to detail just when I'm like noticing, like observing life, but also if I let that swing back the other way, it becomes attention to detail to all the dark, right. crazy shit what's that the, you invent. If, if you are comfortable, what's the craziest thinking you had? Oh, I mean, well, I mean. Because it gets crazy. It, it gets super crazy. It, it gets super crazy. It's, it's comical, though. Uh, it, but, well, I mean, like that, thi that thing specifically, I bring up that microwaving 33 seconds thing specifically because I think that was my longest tick. I think I probably did that for like seven years. Yeah. And I would do it every night, wherever I was, mm -hmm. staying at a friend's house in my own apartment, but because it, it went in my early 20s. But that was based around the idea that Jesus Christ was 33 years old when he died. So if I microwave nothing for 33 seconds, it somehow absorbed Jesus dying, <laughs> absorbed all nuclear possible. So, it's so, insane. So, so the, a, a non-OCD person go, yeah. would go, Where, how, did you get, how, did that, how did you get to that? And, you, and, and, and I think a religion, you know, I, I, and I, I know this, this was always, you know, divides the room. But, like, I think religion really is a really negative fuel for obsessive compulsive disorder or or yeah. a, a way of focusing it sure right i mean yeah. I, i'm not sure it's gonna yeah. it's not gonna be a symptomatic relief but it can it can give you some offloading of some of it you do because rituals are dude yeah. and like the, i mean but you're talking about crazy shit i mean and there was a tv show i can't remember what it was called it was a british tv show that actually tackled this pretty well but I, when i saw it i was like god damn like one time there was one time when i was probably like 14 where i made a where i made a joke about my mom being attractive. And then all of you're the obsessed, thoughts that obsessed flood about, it, yeah. about like, what if today is the day I try to fuck my mom? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the amount of times but, but, I've had but, to but, combat that thought, the armada of compulsions I developed funny. over the, the years. The dog had the same thing. He was just telling you know? me. Yeah. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, 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 um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But but this is the thing about compulsive thoughts. They're frequently about inability to control sure. behaviors. Oftentimes it's things like, I'm afraid I'm going to throw myself off a cliff. Oh yeah. Or I'm yeah. going to run this car into a thing. Even though there's yeah. no way, you have no zero intention to do any of it. Zero intention. How am I going to prevent myself from doing this thing I'm not going to do is oh, the God. obsession. It's just weird. Oh yeah. And the amount of time, the amount of time, and, 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 unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know what, I think this is just because it's a base primal thing mm. but the amount of it that goes sexual which mm. will fuck with your sex life ultimately where you're like oh my god i really hope i don't actually start masturbating right now in right. front of everyone <laughs> the amount of times you're just like what if i did that 
What if right now I pulled my fucking dick out <laughs> in front of all these kids? Well, the expo- I don't want to do that. So, so why so, would I ever even think so of doing that? So given that exposure therapy yeah. is the way to get over this, why don't we practice a little bit right now? Just pull it out here. Let's get going. Just let's see, just see get how it over with. Yeah, let's just get, you'll feel much better. But the afterwards. amount of times you just like the darkest possible conclusion, your brain just immediately yeah. jumps it, to it. It is. It is weird. Yeah. You know, aggressive impulses, powerful impulses, all yeah. of it gets get get thrown into the soup here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I I'm. It's funny. I, I I feel what you're feeling as you talk about it. It's it's, it's very yeah. um, sort of activating, and it's very uncomfortable. It's oh, super Jesus. uncomfortable. So yeah, so uncomfortable. I'm but sorry like, I deal with that. But but at the same time, you, once you learn, I feel like for me, like once I learned really what it is and what the core of it is, and like yeah. you know the key disorder. It's in the it's in the title. Yeah, where you realize it's like, hey, it's just it, it, that's it's, all it is. It's how my brain functions. It's, it's a, all it's it a is. Thing. So but yeah. one of the things that uh, I've noticed is that, um, did, you, did you have ADD too, do you think? ADHD? Now, I, if I ever got, I, I, am f- I am thoroughly <laughs> convinced I definitely do, yeah. but I just never got tested. For yeah, it's sometimes, you know? kind of, it's sometimes hard to tell the difference. And or being on the spectrum as well, sure. You mm, know? Yeah, it's, again, that's all hard all, to tease out when you've got all this stuff going on. Right. But, but uh, weed is something that young kids go for when, when they have these symptoms, oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Um, because they get relief from some of the particularly ADD stuff. Yeah. But I've noticed, you tell me if this is true or not, the OCD stuff gets worse at time with the weed. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I, was about, I was just queuing that up. I was yeah. like, when I was 23, yeah. smoke weed all day and be fine. Now, it's, way it's worse. like, do I really want to deep dive into this? Yeah. It's, it <laughs> works for a while yeah. and then way worse. Well, it just activates everything to me. It, it sucks too because it is. I, I would argue what I've seen yeah. is people more into the rituals. You know, like you know, yeah. going in and out of doors multiple times and things, oh, yeah. and numbers and you yeah. know, pens and utensils and certain arrangements. Slide, sliding glass doors. I had to always find a way to walk through them backwards to keep the space time continuum from fracturing. It's it's like, a, this is important, dude, man. Shit like that, he dude. I know, you're kept, welcome, by the he way. Kept, <laughs> he kept space yeah. and time in order. We would have fractured into the many worlds otherwise. Thank you're you welcome. for your help, Sean. You're welcome. It would have been you. everything, uh, everywhere, all at once. And this was like pre-Marvel. This was pre-like <laughs> multiverse being... How like, did you know about it? Uh, I, so my dad was huge into Stephen Hawking. Oh, wow. Right? So there you go. Yeah, yeah. And my dad was huge into Stephen Hawking and Michael Crichton. Oh. So there was a lot of like... good people to be involved with. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he would. I, I, I could. I tried to read a brief history of times that Stephen Hawking. It's hard. It's very difficult. But he would just talk about it all the time. I, I was. And, I've come upon Crichton again lately, like yeah. old interviews and stuff. And he was sort oh. of predicting the present moment. Dude. He saw a lot of the bullshit that we're into now. I mean, people. Yeah, people are always like, "Oh, like the Jurassic Park guy." You're like, yeah. I mean, that's what paid his bills. No, he was There's a, phys- so he was a much physician. More. He was a oh, philosopher. Yeah. He was a doctor. A philosopher. Yeah. He wrote what. 12 books or 14 books I or something? more than that. How many even. books did Michael Crichton yeah. look, look that up? Yeah, no, that guy, that, that yeah. brain was... Woo. Is he, wait, was? Is he gone? He died, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay, awful. Well. Real loss, real loss. Yeah, but yeah, like... Michael Crichton, how many books? Look at them all. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? There you go. Who wrote The Andromeda Strain? I didn't remember that. Uh, <laughs> That's... There's more. Show more. There you go. How many books? Jesus Christ. 26. Oh. 26 novels. There you go. That's insane. Yeah, but yeah, my my, my, my dad my novel. dad explaining Stephen Hawking to me was just was just he didn't realize at the time. It was like, well, this is fuel for some ticks. <laughs> oh boy, this is fresh data. And you say ticks? Did you have ticks when you were younger? Actual ticks? Because that sometimes not, starts too. Not necessarily. That was, it was always invented stuff. It was never like I never had a stutter or physical like, ticks or anything. Nothing, not like that. But yeah. it was always just like. Yeah, it was always invented things. Man. I'm glad you use it in the comedy because it, it, it is... You have to. You have to talk well, it's about also, it. Well, it yeah. it's part of the human thing. Yeah. The, you know, we're, it's in all of us, and some yeah. of us have a lot more of it than others. It's funny as hell. It's ridiculous. Thank you. I mean, yeah. you also... I feel like at a certain point as a comedian, you have to figure out... Uh, not, I don't want to say a mission statement, but like, what are you trying to actually do? Like, and, and if I could boil it down in one thing, I say I, I, flaw is the one thing that connects all humanity. We all are flawed in in different ways. Yes. So if I can dig deep into my flaws and sort of expose the beauty of them, then maybe you can laugh and feel better about yours. Yes. That's my whole, that's my whole purpose on stage. That's great. I love it because, uh, we, we, it's sort of similar to what I, the way I think about it is that, you know, all flaws have assets. Yeah, on, that's on some, a great. On some side, yeah. you know, so otherwise it wouldn't evolve. It wouldn't stay in the system. They'd be evolved out. Yeah. And, if we were and, all perfect, we'd be 
bored by 15. Well, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever said this out loud, but Here we go. To, to your point, healthy people are sort of boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, like they're too certainly, healthy? They're certainly yeah. not entertaining. Right, right, right. Uh, and and uh, fucking Tolstoy said it. What's the opening line of uh, uh, Anna Karenina? You know, if uh, healthy families are all healthy in the same way, but sick families are all sick in their own yeah, way. Yeah, in their own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you know, it's all, they're all different. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll take some calls here speaking of Oh, that. let's do it, yeah. Uh, oh, Ginger. What's up there, Ginger? Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, I'm a 45-year-old woman, mm-hmm. and I was introduced to urethral sounding at age 18 um, with surgical steel rods. Oh, boy. And um, I've never gone past uh, two or three millimeters. But I have had two children, and I do have some leakage, um, Mm. like pressure incontinence during coughing or sneezing. And I'm wondering, did I fuck up my urethra through sounding, or is this just a 45-year-old mom? It it is very common. They were both vaginal deliveries? Uh, one vaginal, one C section. Okay. Well, even a vaginal delivery is enough to cause stress, urinary incontinence, and that will get worse as you get older. Yeah. And uh, make sure you don't have something it, called. It's just getting a bit. Go ahead. Pardon me. I would say make sure you don't have something called uh, a cyst. I, I did see my doctor about it, and she did. Um, she did um, uh, refer me to uh, a vaginal floor, like a, a pelvic floor uh, clinic. Okay. So I've got an appointment there in a couple of weeks. So I mean, I've been doing my Kegels, and it's not it's not awful, but I mean, it's not good having to piss my pants a little okay. bit several times. All right, a day. so so here's the deal: uh, the, your your physician is enlightened to send you to a pelvic floor physical therapist. That's great. They can do a lot more than just the Kegels. So <laughs> do talk, do do that, do those exercises. You're not. Uh, Sean is looking at the sounding <laughs> devices. <laughs> he's, wow, he started <laughs> choking there for a second. Yeah, wow. it, it, these metal rods that people put. Show it. Show it with a male well, pe- penis if you can. So you get a you sense. You can see of, it in the diagram. Oh, there you go. Andrew. That diagram there. Yeah. Yeah. Female. It's obviously not as yeah, big a deal. Yeah, I know it's typically more of a male. It's more of a male kind of thing. But I, I was into it, and I never heard you talking about female sounding. Oh and uh, no! I, I, I it's, I'm any a, different dangers than the male. I, I am equal opportunity in terms of uh, my understanding of who does sounding, and I'm, I'm equally as cringy on all of it. Apologies, but but for women, it's not oh, as no, it's, awful. It's, not, it's not as big a deal because the urethra is not as long, right? And so the the thing with yeah. the males, they can really they can get strictures and they can damage the urethra along the way, and it really is kind of not such a good thing. And you can go, going through the prostate can be a problem. Women, it's a it's a much more simpler straight shot. But is it just making your orgasms more intense? Is that what's happening with that? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Um, typically, like I said, I never went um, bigger than two or three millimeters with a surgical steel oh. sound. Yeah. And then using that with the Hitachi, that was heaven. Oh, so you you would tip, put the Hitachi onto the onto the sounding device? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, the more the merrier. Because it vibrates. Yeah, it vibrates oh, yeah. the metal rod in the urethra, which I was, is the I was, underside of the Okay, of the I'm clitoris. watching this being like, what the f- <laughs> Why? Oh. I, I like seeing the light bulbs go off in Sean's oh. head. Like, oh, dude, thank God you didn't know about this at 18. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting. It's fun stuff. So, Sean, so uh, mm-hmm. um, Ginger, I tell you what you do, though, yeah. is you b- to tell your physical therapist straightforwardly what you're doing. You're, you're obviously not, um, yes, you're not making things easier on yourself by doing that, but she may, the therapist no. may, may have ways of compensating for it so you can keep doing this thing if that's what you want to do. Okay? Oh, that's terrific. Thanks for the advice, doctor. All I appreciate right. it. Do those exercises. The, the, the pelvic floor physical therapy is sort of a new thing, but, but it's, it's how they treat vaginismus, vaginismus now and okay. a lot of stuff. It, that. that is straight up, you insert a rod into your urethra that, Mag- that vibrates and mag- well, the vibrating is her little addition. But normally, oh. it's these it's these graduated rods. Put it, put it, that wasn't a very complete sounding sort of. Uh, you see those uh, kits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they have lots of kits, and you Ooh. get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh yeah. I mean. Uh, it, like many things in human behavior, we were talking about how flawed humans are. Yeah. You know, the, the first person that decided to lick a frog to get high, yeah. I'm like, that frog's eyeball, frankly, is what they have to lick. And uh, I wonder who that guy was. That, what, and I wonder con- who the yeah. dude was that put the metal tube down his What penile. construction worker just looking at a nail going, <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> 
I'll this, show them. This will feel great. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. I, I don't get it. But in, in oftentimes, in my experience, people that are into this stuff are also into piercing and other kinds of stuff. Sure, I sure, to ask sure. Ginger about that. But so that's interesting. Yeah, that's something else, man. Uh, oh, that's, this is a good one. This here we is, go. John is in New England. John, what's going on there, buddy? Hey, Doctor Drew. Hey, man. I'm, um, what's going today? Uh, we're doing great. Yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah I didn't you. quite hear what you said, but I, I finally got it. So thank you, sir. What are you up to? Uh, who, who am I on with? You're you're on with Sean Patton, comedian. Uh, and it sounds like you're from uh, South Boston. No? <laughs> Not quite, but close. Okay. All right. Yeah. So just yeah. Uh, Quincy. Yeah. So what's going on? Oh, that's it. That was pretty good. Quincy, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just... Um, having trouble, you know, trying to practice safe sex. feels like, you know, I, uh, you know, it's like I get the girl, get her to like me, get in bed. And then you're, you're like, you know, you're fumbling with the wrapper and mm. trying to put the thing on. And it's like putting it on like a, like a noodle that just got soaked in water. Now, is, is it the sort of interruption of the whole flow or is it that you start to get anxious that you're going to lose your erection and then you do? Or is it all of the above? I'd say both. Both. So this, is, say, a, mm. this is a pretty common thing. I did thing. break two condoms that I used. Mm. You broke two condoms, like, is that what you said? Yeah, like at the very end of the act, I was like, you know, yeah. you, you burst right through. Yeah, it can happen, uh, and that's anxiety-provoking, too, right, especially right. if you're trying to do things safe. And, and Are you a hardcore, do you, a hard ejaculator? I, you know, I guess some have said that, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> some latex. have been like, oh, you're you banging John? You better watch out. His fucking cock explodes. His fucking cock will explode right through you. That's, my, that's me doing a Boston accent. Uh, John's got a big fucking you know, load. That's pretty... <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It, you got me pegged. Well, and you might, you might, you know, the uh, the Magnum condoms have a. They actually, the Magnums are actually not bigger. They're just bigger at the tip. Oh, they have yeah. more more stuff out yeah, at, yeah, the, at yeah. the end. And yeah. so you might look at the Magnums. The the actual larger condoms are the Magnum XLs. Those are the actual large ones. I don't know if you might want to try that as well, but who knows? But but the point is here. What do you do if you're use, losing erection? Either putting the condom on. With the condom on, yeah. the thought of putting the condom on, guys, guys freak out about the condom a yeah. lot. Yeah, and so what? You got to you got to just practice wear it all day. Well, well you know what? <laughs> yeah. Sean's laughing about it, but that is exactly what you need to Wait, do. Really? Seriously? Not, not all day. Oh, okay. <laughs> not all day. But you need to think of all the shit you do that you practice. Right. You nah, practice true. practice masturbating with a condom on. So if you're going to masturbate, get good at putting it on quickly. Put a few of them on before you do anything. Put it on, take it off, put it on, take it off, and then masturbate with it on and get used to that feeling. That's what usually we recommend for people that are having problems like this. Oh, dude. When I was 15, I bought a box of condoms. That's exactly what I did with each and every one of them. No lie. I still think about that sometimes. Good. It was like an eight-pack of Trojans, and I just... Yoinked off to, and it's if and it's a little more convenient. It is. It actually. It actually yeah, yeah. isn't bad. Everything's like, all contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got them when you need them. You got the whole pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, you can start messing around with the sizes too, and sort of figure out what one is most comfortable for you. Uh, that, that's an important part that a lot of men forget. Forget about being too big can yeah. slide off. Being too tight can really be constricting and hurt. So yeah, John needs a John needs Magnum Triple XS guy with his load. Magnum XL just to, just yeah. to deal with the volume. Yeah, so. I've actually heard of this before. Like some guys, like <laughs> it's a lot. It's just like oh, it's too much. Too much. It's like load water balloon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you go. Uh, here's some here's some emails. Uh, sperm. This person has learned from me that sperm mixes with semen in the seminal vesicles. The question is, if a man doesn't produce semen, what happens to all the sperm? Uh, it just sort of gets resorbed. You know, that's it. Uh, so so people get confused. They feel as okay. though, they think as though the fluid that's coming out of their penis is coming out of their testy. It is not. No. No. Okay. The testes produce testosterone and produce the tiny little squiggly sperms that then swim up the vas deferens okay. and get mixed in. The, the prostate produces the semen. The prostate produces the fluid, oh. and the seminal vesicles kind of hold the sperm and the semen, mix them up, and that's what is initially released. Here's, here's where I'm going to admit to being somewhat imp- ignorant to this. Mm-hmm. Semen and sperm are 
two different things. Correct. Semen is just the wow, fluid. Wow, I thought they were and just nicknames. No, semen is the fluid or seminal fluid. It's called wow. seminal fluid, semen. And then the sperm is is within the seminal fluid, which in seminal fluid is a basically what comes out of your nose when you blow your nose. Right. It's oh, the same okay. kind of thing. Uh, mucopolysaccharides. And your prostate is producing that stuff uh, to... to to propel the sperm, to, That's to deal with sperm. I, I'm gonna, now, I'm going to carry this information like I've always known. <laughs> you know? Like, you didn't know? Sperm, semen, two different things, buddy. And, um, the, and that's, the sperm but, is not what's coming out. The, the semen is the main volume that's coming out. The sperm is just sort of mixed in there from the testy, but it slowly comes up from, yeah. the, te, from the testy. This, this makes sense, because before I moved to New York, I thought the Bronx was just a nickname for Brooklyn. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Same thing. Things you learn. <laughs> Sometimes I conflate. It is, isn't it interesting, though, <laughs> how many things in life... You just sort of interpret the way you've you, you've tried to figure it out when you're 17, hearing it for the first time, sure, and it sure. just stays. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, just that's, that's it. what it is. Bronx yeah. is you know some way of saying Brooklyn. It's, 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 it's like song lyrics where you're like, no, that's what they've always been saying. Yeah, right, right. right. You're you make know? them up. Try to mess around my whole Kubel act up <laughs> instead of Cruel act up from House of Pain. Anyway, so <laughs> what, what did I? What was that old uh, Culture Club song? I I I know your minced meat. That's what I thought that was. I know my. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my name is Keith, 33-year-old male, been on low-dose Suboxone for nine years. I have had low testosterone for some time, been on th- th- testosterone replacement therapy. I currently take 1% gel pack, two packs a day. Can that affect my fertility permanently? I've never used a condom during sex. My wife still hasn't gotten pregnant. Several years ago, I told my sperm count was good but had low motility. What can you tell me about that? All right, so the reason you have low testosterone is the suboxone opioids suppress the change the pituitary function suppress testosterone production it is a ma- is not good for you uh, and obviously you're compensating for that now by taking testosterone the problem with the the amount you're taking is that if you exceed sort of physiological levels you won't be stimulating your testes to produce sperm you'll be suppressing the sperm production so you probably you're either not taking enough to be able to have optimum production, or you're taking too much and you're suppressing it. So I don't know which it is for you, um, but there's some reason you're not. The wife is not getting pregnant. I suspect. The point is, you're on a milligram of Suboxone. Let's work on getting that off. Let's work and get rid of what that. What is that? What is that? An antidepressant? No, it's a opioid replacement for people that have been addicted to opiates. Oh, there you go. Some people need to stay on it, but most people can get off. And uh, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know where you are in your recovery or what's going on, but it, it's not get, going from one to zero. You'll feel it. You will feel that. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, hysterectomy question. Thirty-one-year-old female. I want a hysterectomy because fuck having periods and I don't want kids. <laughs> you're, you're in that camp? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dad had a hysterectomy too. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> found a doctor who would do it. The doctor said there's a chance of not having an orgasm after. So what's the question? What are the chances? I know of two women who've had this issue. Then I know one who said orgasms are better. I love my orgasms. I can have orgasm just with penetration. Not sure if that matters with the cervix since I hear they remove it during hysterectomy. I have heard of women having changes in orgasmic function, and there are a lot of nerves down there at the, at the back of the vagina that can get disrupted. And for some women, that's an important yeah. part of their orgasmic function. So why take out part of your bodies that, you know, you, I mean, you're going to stop having periods anyway, right? I, I, or maybe go on yeah. seasonal or one of these long-term hormones that suppress your, your periods if, if that's such a problem. I don't know. Or but, only sleep with guys who've had vasectomies. There you go. Yeah, there you are. Demand proof. And, but she's like, fuck having periods. But that's not that big a deal, is it? I mean, is it? I, we don't know. It's yeah, we don't easy know, for us to say. I mean, <laughs> maybe the two guys like, it's no big deal, ladies. <laughs> what do you, cramp up and bleed a little bit? Come on. It's great. Get Eat with it. Dark chocolate. Ever heard right. of it? Huh? When did you become such pussies? <laughs> yeah, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Good Lord. All let's, right. Uh, let's uh, watch some videos here. Let's see what Sean has to say about some of this stuff. Oh, what do we got? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, here's some TikToks. All right. If they want Trump for money again, that's the end of democracy. It won't be a free country. But I'm wrong. Yes, I'm right. Under the Constitution. Jesus Christ. Whoa. I mean, is he saying if we let Trump run, it's over? Or... Let him run because he's what's going to save the country. Could you, could you understand it? I couldn't really. Yes. Which was yeah. it? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes we he can't. wants all of it. He wants him in. <laughs> oh, it's a little hard. I think he wants. He just wants Trump to do his thing. Why Let, all that facial hair? You didn't have to go all that way. Why? Is there any diagnosis here, Drew? That you yeah, have on this? Bell's guy? palsy, maybe. 
Uh, yeah. Look, there's obviously some dental issues. You can tell his dentition yeah. isn't what it needs to be. Uh, you're seeing the mouth doesn't move quite normally, but it almost makes me think that there was some major surgery or something done there. You know, like maybe a head and neck cancer removed or something of that nature, which if he has neck sort of deformity from that, maybe why he has all the hair over. Ah, cut. So I'm Left, sort of thinking yeah. there, there's some sort of surgical thing that happens here. He seems like he can express himself rationally, like he's not dumb. And so I'm guessing, you know, absent serious mental illness, that there's that hair is a strategy for covering something. And he's on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you want to be like, oh, this guy's just in a in a bunker somewhere in the middle of Ohio. Yeah, but it's no. like, oh, he's on TikTok, though. Yeah, got, everyone's got to hear from everybody. He's, you know, he's got an app. And and by the way, why can't we uh, celebrate these guys as much as celebrate every other uh, non-normative yeah. kind of person? Did I he also, does his voice sound like it's been seriously messed up, too? Let's hear that again. Trump. Yeah, yeah, a little so, bit. So <laughs> he's had some major surgery. Wait, notice the left eye. You notice that? Well, the right eye isn't blinking. Yeah. So he's got a palsy over there. On, on the right. He's just on a, he's on a hell of a DMT Ooh. trip right now. He's a, I did some salvia and made some TikToks. <laughs> oh, poor guy. But yeah, that guy, uh, I say let him, let him be Trunk's. Trump's spokesperson. Yeah, he could be the uh, press. Con- the, yeah. the, uh, the press. Uh, exactly. Secretary. Like this is yeah, that'd be Sign impressive. Yeah. If you put the press off a little bit, they wouldn't be so aggressive. Uh, I love yeah. the strategy. So, all right. I, as always, TikToks make me sad. I get sad when I watch TikToks. I feel sad for this guy. I get. I feel. All right. Let's see. Give me another. Make me sad again. Yeah. Let's see what because they're all sad. A yeah. See. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a woman, I'm just creaming my pants you right want now. That, right, you need that because I'm like, oh, this is Doctor Cunnilingus right here. <laughs> or it, I, it, but back to OCD. Do you think it could be some sort of ritual? Some weird. I mean OCD that yeah, that uh, as you were saying that, I was like, you know what? I didn't go through the hard times with access to social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this could be a guy's thing. Like you I've got to do. I've got to eat. Out TikTok. Yes, I've got to do. There are. He's, I think he's. There's words he's trying to say there. Right. Wait. That, can we see it again? Let's do it again. Sing fallopian, fallopian tube, fallopian tube, fallopian tube. Maybe saying I love you, fallopian tube. Oh, was this like double talk? Is this sort of like an ASMR thing? Maybe. Does he think he's doing that? I mean. The kind of ASMR that keeps you awake and gives you anxiety. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, that's uh, okay. That's, do you, do you like ASMR? I don't. I don't. I haven't really experimented with. I, much, I wonder. I wonder because I be I understand its soothing nature. I, it's way over the top for me, but but I kind of get it. Right. And right, I wonder right. if that's our OCD thing that we that help maybe people with OCD like. I don't know. I, don't know, I mean, this like is, this one is one that like would if if you were just walking down the street or like you walked into a room and a guy was just doing that in a chair by himself like i'm gonna leave this room you you get away yeah, yeah you, you'd move away you'd i'm move confused away. by what that, that, that but, but at the same time it's very interesting the idea of like oh i've got to post something insane once a day and just deal with the repercussions oh. because that keeps the killer bees away you know like <laughs> like so that this guy might be maybe sparing us he from might like be back to the space time yeah. continuing maybe right. saving the world this might this guy might be prevent, preventing the next uh pandemic we but, don't know the reason but john is good bringing up an interesting point which is that i think we we forget that a cool guy out in the wild you would pull away from oh cool guys you would not go lean into and laugh at or feel even feel sad about you would move away kind of move away from the screen here when i watch them too yeah Yeah, i mean i'm thinking about our yeah (laughs) well i'm thinking about uh, like i i i you know that was a pretty cool guy i thought he was great but I think, oh yeah, if he were out in the street screaming that shit, I'd kind of, I'd kind of move away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. cross the, I'd yeah. cross the street yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, more. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. Oh Jesus! Oh, that's his foot. He's picking. He's peeling the skin and the toenails off with his mouth. Yeah, he looks like a regular dude. He's got like a cardigan sweater on and stuff, dude. Yeah, and it looks like it's at the airport. Yeah. Which, as you know, brings out the best in humanity. But you know what? <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. show, see it again because it feels like it might not be an American airport, right? Like this looks like it's. Or maybe it's not an airport. Maybe oh, it's. What is that? Oh, see, they're speaking a different language. Yeah. 
It's a country where you pay for travel and toenails. <laughs> I like the way he's like, they caught me. <laughs> the, <laughs> like the beginning of the sitcom right there. You <laughs> caught me. Shoe off, sock <laughs> off, toes in my mouth. Cue the theme song. Oh, God. I never, I never understood. Now, I have never experienced, and I fly a lot. Mm. I've never experienced the, the foot off people I mean, or the shoe off people. Like in the in on the plane, they like put their feet yeah. up on the back. Of I the feel th- like like the internet got to them fast enough, and now it's like don't even try it. You know, I had an yeah. experience on a plane. To, to it's a little bit different, but it bothers me to this day. I I was on a Southwest flight, sure. three things across, and my knees were against the seat in front of me. Right? Yeah. Right. There's You're no a tall way, man. There's no way to avoid it. Yeah, my yeah. knees are against the seat. At and and I, when I would shift around, it, you know, it, it would move a little bit. But I was I was aware my knees were at the seat, sure. but I didn't like. I, I wasn't aware to the point where I was thinking like oh, this is probably driving into this guy's back, and sure. I feel bad about this. Dude throw threw a fit in front of me. Really? Threw a fit like you know, I was intentionally kicking him in the back or something. Did it get and, like while the flight was in? It the was air? towards the end of the flight. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it was like Jesus. What, it, I I at first I thought. Be one thing to say, hey, hey, I don't know if you're aware, but that is that is really getting me. Yeah. The As opposed to, what the fuck are you doing, asshole? It's like, what, what, what the flight, people yeah. flying, it is crazy. Life has been putting its knees into that guy's back for a long time. It sounds like, you know what I mean? Like it sounds like that. He, he didn't. He didn't behave like me. He behaved like more really super narcissistic guy. Like he, he his shit did not stink. I mean, you notice too. Like, like I, this happened this morning. I flew here this morning from New York. Uh, JFK lines are insanely long, and the whole like, I, I, like you know, I'm TSA pre. I'm all this shit. This JetBlue. No, no, this is Delta, but it Delta. was still just long. And there's a guy behind me as we're both waiting to check our bags, and the whole time he's just being like, "God damn it!" Oh, I'm this is ridiculous. <laughs> and something about him being doing that made me less angry. At the oh. situation where I was like, oh, that's good. but I'm not being this guy right you, now. Well, at least you see the, I'm stu- being a calm, the stupidity of being like that. Right, let like, him be. The, right, and there's something about, like, I, we all have those moments where you want to be like, motherfucker, I will end you, why? <laughs> but there's something about catching yourself and going, or if I turn around and go, hey, man, by the way, oh, what, Dr. Drew, hey, your knees are in my back, buddy. Yeah. And also, I've got one testicle that's bigger than the other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can help with that. Right. right? <laughs> we never think, know. Right? Instead of just like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. When we land, I'm going to fucking yeah. remove those glasses and shove them up your ass. Which I'm, Did he say something like that? It felt like that. Yeah. It was just so odd. It just like, I'm sorry. I, but you know what? You and, also, but then they don't accept the apology then either. It's like, oh, I had no idea. I'm sorry. It's like, yeah, you knew. It's like, oh, yeah, now you're narcissist. Now yeah. that's grandiose narcissist. That guy right now is in court, uh, you know, uh, uh, trying to get custody of kids again. You know, yes, like yes. people like that always have like, oh, no, there's a lot more going on. Oh, yes, for sure. And I, for and sure. I know because I've been there because I used to, you know, part of, I, I went to therapy for OCD, but I also had like the aggression. explosive aggression issues. Now, that doesn't no. necessarily get better with the therapy. How did you get through that? Um, you just I, you think things through now. You, you take a beat. Think things through, but yeah. also put yourself in their shoes. I also, you have I, empathy. You I always, me. oh, big time. Yeah. Um, it's how I, it's one of my biggest OCD triggers was like, so I'm a sociopath. Good Lord, I hope I don't murder my little brother right now for no reason. Because you had trouble with empathy. Right, right, right. No, no, because I was worried that I didn't have empathy. Right, right. But and the that, reason you didn't yeah. was you were so in your head with the, the obsessions, right. you couldn't get to empathy. But I'm a total, I'm, a, I'm an empath. Yeah, totally. you seem like you're pretty yeah. connected. But just like you put yourself in your their shoes for a second, you go, oh man, that guy's like the guy behind me, Tim. Like this guy's life probably sucks right now. Yes, and we all go through those waves. It's really very important. You know? These are yeah. like you said, comedy can make a difference. Or what was your 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 mission call again? Uh, expose the beauty of human the, the flaw. Be- the beauty, the, the beauty of flaws. But also in there is yeah. also other sorts of richness. Oh you know, yeah, which is you know we we, we all are. In this together, you can that flawed person is experiencing something, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and not being able to process that properly was, yeah, there was times where the, the amount of times I've been sitting next to a friend in a car and I'm like, man, I, I'm afraid of the, uh, I hope I don't pull out that cigarette lighter and burn his eye for no reason, you know, or like the amount of times just like holding something sharp and I'm like, I hope I don't stab everyone around me, but it's never self, it was never a fear of 
hurting oneself. When I had there bad, was always other people. When I had bad panic and anxiety, and I was having a bunch of obsessional thoughts, uh, mine was towards self. I was going to throw myself off a cliff or something. Or, or see, that was it. Was never. It was never. I, I could. Oh, I would, you are a sociopath. No, I would, no but that's the thing. I would try and make it about me, though. I would try and be like, no, you're going to stab yourself. Obviously, not all these random old ladies. But you realize that's because you know you're projecting your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like, but no, nah, I mean that uh, like guy like. I mean, wait, wait, what brought us on? Oh, the guy in your back. You're talking about, oh, oh wait, yeah. bring to the guy with the feet. Yeah. All right. But a guy like that, I would see a dude like that in public and be like, my initial reaction would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But nowadays I would almost want to sit down next to him and be like, I want to know why. That's my thing. I, I feel like, yeah. did you, are you, yeah. Are you all right? Yeah, are you okay? Are you, we yeah. did catch you, and you seem a little ashamed, but that yeah. seems kind of appropriate. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 do you think people wouldn't see? Or yeah, what, yeah. How did that work? Or do you got a toe curious. thing? You know? I'm yeah. kind of curious, yeah. too. Like, what, what went through your mind? Yell at me. I know you're gonna, but now let's discuss. Uh, do we have any one more video, maybe? Is that is that cool? Yeah. Yeah, right. let's do it. I got another. So one of the pros about oh. being in an open relationship is it removes the oh. pressure Jesus. to always have to do everything together. <laughs> okay. My husband and I have been now monogamous for 12 years, mm. and I've always been a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. And my husband's not. I've had times where I date someone who loves hiking and loves skiing and loves kite surfing. And we get to have those dates where we go skiing all day and then go out to a really good dinner and then hang out in the hot tub and fool around afterwards. And would I love to have that experience with my husband? Yes, but he doesn't enjoy the skiing aspect. And so if he did it for me because I love it, I would at the same time have this sense of kind of guilt that he's just not enjoying it that much and he's only doing it because he feels like he has to. And then that makes the experience Jesus. a little bit less enjoyable for me. And I find it funny that I am filming this video while I am totally on an adrenaline high after getting to ski by myself for the past hour. And uh, he, here's the thing about healthy relationships. You don't explain them like this. I was going to tell you how it works. This and then that. That's all rationalization. That's all yeah. rationalization. A hundred percent. And this, honey, you're not that into your husband. I get yeah. it. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. You can decide to stay with it or not. I thought the end of that was going to be like, I'm so crazy that I'm filming this after just being railed by like three guys on this mountainside. It was insane. I come up here to get railed by these, snow, these snowboarders. And, and if that's yeah. what she wants to go do, be be good. Go do it. Do, be you. You be you. But to yeah. sort of rationalize that that God knows what the husband is doing right now. He's they, I don't know. What if he's like he's like working sixty hours a week so she could? Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Well, but, so until she said fool around, I was like, wait, do you not have friends? You could just go hiking with, and right? All this, oh, no, you she does, she she she's well. The adrenaline junkie is just code for alcoholic. Okay, that that's code for that, <laughs> and, and, or addict, whatever. Yeah. And although she may not have fully manifested that yet, that's that's what that is, um, genetically. It's sort of why people need that level of arousal in order to feel okay and sort of be sort of ju um, sat satisfied in some way. Typical redhead. <laughs> and if she didn't do that when she was younger and she needed to, I could see where there would be kind of a deficit. But for Christ's sake, do you, I hope they don't, well, they don't have kids. They would no way she could do all that with kids. So whatever. Well, also, don't you feel like like the the idea of monogamy or just being in a monog relationship, monogamous relationship, it feels like the it's like a goal that you're set, that everyone is set on that path by society when it really shouldn't be. Like, you know? Well, it... It, it's not set by society. It's something that, first of all, you need to do to raise kids successfully. Right, if you want to have kids, uh, right. And there is a richness in it that you can't find anywhere else. Sure. And particularly, people don't expect to get older. Right. And, and particularly <laughs> when you get older, yeah. you're... you're and, and by the way, there's a whole thing about building a life together, building a business sure. together, building a house together, building a family together. That's something you share together. And if you dissolve the marriage or diminish the marriage... That all kind of goes away. You don't get that. True. So no, you shouldn't have to be a monogamous. She should go do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. But don't diminish monogamy because you it's not right for you, certainly not right now. It, it's all okay for everybody. But to try to force this sort of and by the way, there's there's a place where you can just go, hey, look, uh, we share a marriage and a life and a family together, and, and mm. untagging this would be too much. But I'm just not into this relationship right now. I need to go out. You could agree to do that and to keep yeah. the marriage going. You, it's fine, but you need to be much more honest about what you're doing. Well, yeah, that's the part that bothers me. Not rationalize what you're doing. Be honest about what you're doing, which is you want to fuck a bunch of guys. Yeah, you want to go do all Lost these things your husband would like to do. Yeah. You're not that into your husband right now. 
Okay, be honest about it. Figure out how to work that out, the two of you. You want a guy to bungee jump his balls into your mouth, but like also... <laughs> As Sean often does. Put it, and also, yes, but also like putting it online. That's that's a thing that well, but this is highly the thing about bothers it, this, me about social media. I, I'm completely with yeah. you on that. All these videos we've been watching are sort of yeah. disturbing in the same way. But But this justifying to the world... That's not what healthy people do. Whereas you and I were talking about how you know healthy families are all healthy the same way. Right. They don't talk about it. They don't broadcast it. When you're busy having to justify yourself, yeah. you will also want to justify to other people. And that's not society doing anything. That's you doing that. So there's way too much in this world right now. Like, we shouldn't have to in society. But, 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 but. Don't. Be honest, though. Be honest. Be Just honest. be you. Be you. That's exactly right. John, it's been a pleasure. The thank pleasure you for, is actually, thank you for, I mean, this is amazing for me, so thank you. Well, good, and thank you for, for sharing this thing, and I'm, I'm yeah. glad it's a psychopathology that we both share, which is nice. We share, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. and that you're better, and you're a living proof and example yeah, that this just, stuff is can be an asset. It's yeah. not that big a deal. It can be very unpleasant when you're an adolescent, but but uh, these yeah. days, for God's sakes, there's websites and things like OCDF.org, and, uh, and these things... And above all else, we're flawed and we're funny. Exactly. That's the thing about humans. We the beauty are of it fucking all. funny. That's why I lurk with drug addicts. They're funny as hell. Even that <laughs> even that chick, if, if the door, door were shut and we were working, you know, yeah. I'm sure she's funny as hell. I'm sure there's a lot of funny oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, that's part of that flawedness that we have as humans. So thank you so much, Sherry. You want to tell you. people where they can find you? Oh, uh, uh, follow me. Uh, also, uh, Instagram mainly, at Mr. Sean Patton. But I'm also on TikTok, uh, Sean Patton Comedian. My website, meshawnpatton.com. I try to get them all as one thing. They're all different. Um, but yeah, check out. The, I'm on tour. Check out the special on Peacock. And there's another one coming at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, just I'm out there. I'm doing it. Fine, Sean. There. See you yeah. all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.